Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. It's about us. It's our faith that lets us know that I am the righteousness of God. It is our faith that lets us know that God is a doctor in the sick room and a lawyer in the courtroom. It's our faith that lets us know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy shall come in the morning. Have faith enough to cover your whole body and put... Amen. Let's get into the word. Our message today is coming from the sixth chapter of Ephesians, uh, the 10th through the 20th verse. Again, that is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. I'm going to be reading the New International Version of God's word. Let's see what it has to say for us today. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me. God, we honor you. We bless your holy name. We thank you for the opportunity to come once again into your presence and hear from you. Lord God, I ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight so that we can point people to know Jesus Christ in the pardoning of their sins. Take everything out of me that is not like you. Hide me behind your cross so that people don't see me, but they see Jesus. Let this be a seed that is planted in good soil and produces a great harvest. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So for the time that we get to spend together, I would like to talk a little bit about personal protective equipment. Personal protective equipment. I became familiar with the phrase personal 
protective equipment or PPE for short uh, while working at Exxon. The culture there focused on safety. You couldn't just do the job. You had to do it and do it safely. So when I would be in an audiovisual room changing out a, pro a broken projector bulb in a, or a projector lamp, I had to wear personal protective equipment. I had to wear protective gloves, goggles, a long sleeve shirt, steel toed boots. I had to wear all of that just to change a projector bulb. The goggles, though, they all had a purpose, and the goggles kept uh, my eyes safe so that if there was a piece of loose glass that uh, flew out of the projector when I opened uh, the lamp uh, container, uh, that, that, that glass would not get into my eyes. And I had gloves on so that I wouldn't cut my hand when I reached into the housing on a sharp edge or broken lamp. Uh, I had long sleeve shirts on at the job for the same reason and steel toe boots that just in case something fell down, uh, I would not hurt my toes. All of the, per the personal protective equipment kept me from danger. Wearing the right equipment for the right job protected me. I had to keep all my PPE on for a job. I couldn't just do it without my glasses or without my steel toe boots or without my long sleeve shirt. I had to have it all on to do the job or else I'd only have part of the protection. We are all uh, used to having some type of equipment on for protection, especially during this time. Amen. Uh, people wearing gloves and uh, masks and uh, face shields and uh, double masks and uh, making sure that we have hand sanitizer and we are constantly using it after we touch stuff and, and after we have touched another person. People are trying to do their part to keep themselves and others safe. But you gotta make sure you have the correct type of protection and you gotta make sure that you have complete protection. If I were to sell you a car and told you that only half the airbags worked or only half the seat belts worked, would you still buy the car? I know some of you may be asking, well, pastor, which half of the airbags don't work or which seat belts don't work? I may want to take somebody joyriding uh, with me. Um, do you think there are players in the NFL that would like to play football with just shoulder pads and no helmet or no cleats or no pants with pads in them? Uh, personal protective equipment is useful as long as you have the right equipment and you are using it properly and that you have the complete equipment there. The Apostle Paul 
was talking about personal protective equipment in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verses 10 through 20. Uh, Paul is speaking uh, of this personal protective equipment when he is getting to the end of the book of Ephesians. Paul is coming to a close. Well, at least his first one. Uh, and Paul tells the, the people in the Ephesian church to have the right tools and the right equipment for the right purpose. Paul is speaking to the Ephesian church about having the armor of God and having protection and protective equipment on because Christianity was illegal during this time of the writing of the book of Ephesians. Matter of fact, uh, Christianity would not be legal until uh, almost 200 uh, plus years later in 311 A.D., Paul was writing this letter to the Ephesians not only uh, because it was not safe, but because he was in prison at the same time. Uh, and because Paul was in prison, Paul was familiar with the Roman soldiers' weapons. And not only was he familiar with the Roman soldiers' weapons, he uh, was familiar with the Roman soldiers' jails. And not only was he familiar with the Roman soldiers' jails, along with the Roman soldiers' weapons, he was familiar with the Roman soldiers' beatings. Paul was intimately aware of the Roman military hierarchies and the Roman military punishments. And his familiarity with Roman soldiers and Roman beatings uh, was why he could describe the appearance of a Roman soldier so well. Paul is coming to the end of this letter and he is reminding his readers that they are surrounded by danger. He's reminding the readers of the power that is arrayed against him, and he uses imagery, imagery of a Roman soldier in a battle against their foe. For Paul, these enemies were, were formidable. There were rulers, authorities, and spiritual wickedness, and spiritual forces in high places. And this is an urgent reminder uh, that this is one of the last thing Paul underscores, because he's talking about what is fresh in his mind. He sees the soldiers, and his letter uh, starts off about talking about being blessed in heavenly places, but also being blessed in heavenly places means that you're also going to have to war in the heavenlies. So there is a struggle, he says, against the evil in this heavenly place. Uh, the ancient Romans had a militaristic culture. Uh, if you were in that time period, you needed to be expected to fight. Uh, but Paul tells the Christians that their battle is not with those people, but their battle is on a spiritual level, uh, a battle with sin, evil, and death. And these spiritual, uh, uh, these spiritual enemies, these spiritual powers uh, were affecting society. Uh, I said before that Christianity was not popular during this time. Matter of fact, it would have been in the minority. Matter of fact, uh, there are some documentations that said that the people during that time referred to Christians as atheists 
because they didn't worship those gods. There would have been temples all around made out to other gods during this time. They would have been surrounded in a city uh, where everybody was worshiping everything but their god. Not only that, there would have even been some temples uh, erected to political leaders. So they're surrounded by that, and it's illegal to be a Christian. But Paul tells them that they need to have the right PPE on, uh, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, uh, feet fitted with the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. Ah, yes. Uh, he tells them about uh, the, the, the breastplate of righteousness. It's, it's a large part of armor uh, that covers a large portion of the body. But they were to have righteous character. And just like that breastplate could cover uh, them and cover a large part of a soldier's body, your righteous character will protect you. Your righteous character will get you into places where money and influence cannot. Uh, you, you, something, some people say that all we have in this world is our reputation, and so we need to guard it as much as we can. And if you live a righteous life, if you do the things that God has told you to do, and you say the things that God has told you to say, you can do the things that God has for you. So you want to don that righteousness. You want to pick up that righteous character and feet ready to share the gospel. There it is again. Time and time again, every time I think I'm going to preach something, uh, it's very clear that there's going to be something about community. There's going to be something in this Bible about sharing it with other people. There's going to be something about this, about getting what you have and taking it out into the world so that they can know Jesus Christ in the pardon of their sins. The sandals that they put on uh, to share the gospel, get the word out of G about Jesus Christ to others. See, the Roman soldier would have had to have sturdy sandals that protected them and helped them move around better than it would if they were barefoot. Have that righteousness that cover you. Be ready to share the gospel and then have a shield of faith. Ah. Uh, this shield of faith is something that is interesting uh, to me because the, the, the Greek word that was used, the Greek term that was used for shield is not some small circular shield that a Roman soldier could carry on their arm, kind of like uh, Captain America. No, 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 no. This was a huge shield, long and tall, so that it could deflect the arrows no matter where they aimed at you. The Roman shield was large enough to cover your entire body from head to toe, and it was made out of wood and had an iron barrier around it, and then they would cover it with animal hide. And then before they went into battle, they would dip the shield into water before they took it out to battle. Why would they dip the shield in water before they took it out to battle? That's because the enemy liked to shoot arrows before they got close enough for combat and they would light those arrows on fire. 
So if you had a wet shield that was big enough to cover your whole body, when those fiery arrows came and hit that wet shield, they got doused. They were put out. And so this shield of faith, it's our faith that needs to cover us from head to toe. It's our faith that says that that will keep us when people try to say things about us. It's our faith that lets us know that I am the righteousness of God. It is our faith that lets us know that God is a doctor in the sick room and a lawyer in the courtroom. It's our faith that lets us know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy shall come in the morning. Have faith enough to cover your whole body and put something on you so that when people try to shoot those flaming arrows at you, they get doused out. The shield of faith. And then he says to put on the helmet of salvation. And and, and salvation is something that is both a present experience and a future hope. We are saved but we are constantly trying to walk out our salvation. So the kingdom of God is mentioned as something that is already and not yet. It's already because Jesus has completed the work by uh, giving himself up and raising himself from the dead with the power of God on the third day. So he's already won, but it's not yet because he's coming back again. And so we have to continue to keep that in our hearts and minds and continue to walk out our salvation. We don't just get wet and that's over. We have to keep studying the word. We have to keep praying. We have to keep tithing. We have to keep fasting. We have to keep listening to the words. We have to keep spending, uh, listening to the word of God. We have to keep doing the things with other Christians to grow in our faith. And then he says to put on a belt of truth. Uh, A Roman soldier's belt was tied around them tight, around their their tunic in order to keep something close. And it was the, the belt was tied around their tunic so that they could always have that sword. So the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So if you want to, to, to make sure you are properly armed, you have to have some truth around you. You have to have some word around you. And, and, and the word of God, uh, the, the sword of the spirit is something else that, that, is, that is interesting because the term that he used for sword was not a big old broad sword. It was a short sword that was made for up close and personal contact, up close and personal combat. Uh, uh, so to use the word, you're going to have to get close to some other people. You're going to have to get close enough to some other people where you can reach out and touch them. And so he, taught, he said that if you have these things on you, you will be prepared to fight the battles uh, that, are, that are against us as believers. Uh, we need PPE today. We need PPE to cover our eyes and face and our hands and our body and Keep us from uh, getting hit with fiery arrows and protect our our, our respiratory system, protect our ears. Uh, if, if we could take uh, uh, the, the, the message of health professionals, it would be very self to, to protect yourself and others. Make sure to have on the proper protective equipment so that you can protect yourself and others. Others And then along with that PPE, you need to pray. We need to pray 
and keep praying. Prayer is just as crucial as the armor of God that Paul mentions. Prayer is a continual part of Christian living. That's why he said, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind. Be alert and always keep praying for all the Lord's people. Prayer is not a one-time conversation, and that is all that needs to happen. The Bible says to seek the Lord while he is near and, and well, seek him while he may be found and, and call upon him while he's near. The Bible says ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. The Bible says for assuredly I say to you whoever says to this mountain be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes those things he says they will be done and he'll have what he says. The Bible says to be anxious for nothing but in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus so you gotta cover yourself up and you gotta cover yourself in prayer pray and keep on praying and then talk as if you have already have the victory. Act as if you have already had the victory. Paul is claiming victory even though he is writing from jail. Paul knows that we already have the victory because the man by the name of Jesus went through 40 and two generations, lived a life that we couldn't live, died a death that we couldn't die, and became the perfect sacrifice for us. So he knows what the end is even though he's still in the middle of this situation. He may be in jail right now, but he knows that there is victory in the end. You may be hurt right now, but there is a victory in the end. You may be distraught right now, but there is peace that's in the end. You may be sick right now, but there is healing in the end. I can't remember the name of the songwriter, but he said it so uh, succinctly. He said your life is not falling apart. It's falling into place. And that is what's going on right now. When you be able to, to put your whole body into the God's personal protective equipment, you'll be able to fight those battles that you weren't able to do before. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come. Pray with me, church. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for an opportunity to gather once again in your name and study and hear from your word, Lord God. We ask a blessing over those who heard the sermon and those who will hear it later, that your Holy Spirit will do a work that only the Holy Spirit can do and prick the hearts of those who desire to know Jesus Christ in the pardoning of their sins and ask, what must I do to become saved? Lord God, do a work in those that are connected to the church. We lift up every spoken and unspoken prayer concern that may be touching your people right now. Heal them, give them provision, give them peace, give them whatever it is they need, and we'll be quick to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory that is due your name. It is in Jesus the Christ's name we pray. Amen. 
Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.